So we were talking about a young woman that made her way down to an unknown man. She wanted to make herself a name in the sand. And she ran across a woman, an old woman, who tried to find out why she wanted to make her life there. And in the process, she sat down, got invited to dinner. They talked about most of everything. And then she took her to a hospital where she was able to do great things and help people, women with cancer, make a donation. And then she thought, well, I'm going to reward myself. And I'm going to go out for a little time to explore the city at night. So she went with a bunch of people. And she ended up meeting someone that she never thought she would ever meet, a man. She thought, well, I'm not going to find love down here. My only mission is to help people. But you know what? It was great that she did go down there because she found something in common with this man. When they started talking, when they started spending time together, she really, really enjoyed his company. She really loved to hear him talk about where he came from and how he started his life and and then he was fascinated and mesmerized by her and her story they had a lot of things in common they really began to began to spend time together now she still had a lot of unacceptance when she traveled on her own and she would venture into these places a lot of the women looked at her and thought my god why are you here there was one particular instance when she ventured on her own. Well, she's not totally alone. She had protection because the man that she was with said, I'm going to have a bodyguard come with you. A group of men's going to come with you. So if there's a measure of protection, then I have peace of mind. And that's what he did. So when they weren't together, he had sent bodyguards and people to watch over so she wouldn't venture into the unknown areas by herself. And she had gone into a store because she wanted to see what it was like. She went into the store. It was kind of like a boutique, just to see, you know. Now, women looked at her and thought, my God, what is she doing here? She didn't pay mind to the women because she thought, well, they're going to have to accept me somehow. And every time I make my way anywhere alone, this is the reaction that she gets, right? You think, well, in my own personal life, and where I'm living now, I get that stare, I get that, that can't be your name. And it's exactly what happened. She was getting ready, she saw something she liked, now she was learning the currency. And she did the calculations, and she was able to buy something for herself. When she got up to the register, the woman looked at her, gave her a stare, and she presented her card because she didn't have cash with her. And she looked at the name, she goes, Aphrodite, what kind of a name is that? Now this is what she said, proud. She says, I was named after my grandmother, Greek goddess, love and beauty. What's your name? And she's like, we never had an Aphrodite down here. What are you trying to do? Why are you here? Now wait a minute now, I thought, by me coming down here, I would be making a difference, but I see that I'm touching some nerves here, especially with you women. What don't you like about me? Is it the color of my skin? No, it's not the color of your skin. We just don't think you belong down here. I beg your pardon. I have every right to be in this area. 
And too bad you don't like me. You don't have to like me, but you should treat me with respect when I walk into your store and purchase something. Now, there was a little bit of tension. The manager had come out. It was a man. He goes, what's the problem? This woman doesn't belong here. He's like, excuse me? I apologize for my employee. No, you don't have to make excuses for her. I get it. When you come into a new land, this is exactly what happens. I'm trying to prove a point. I shouldn't let anyone or anything tell me I don't belong. I'm not here to hurt anybody. I just want to make a life. Haven't you ever seen a woman before? A woman of color? A woman who's European with a Greek name? Now, again, they were taken aback by her name because they thought because she had that name, she was hiding who she was. Let me tell you something. That's my name. How many times do I have to tell do I have to tell people that that's my name? I'm not hiding behind someone. That is me, okay? Take it or leave it. Am I doing something wrong by being down here? I should say not. I got this reaction when I left America. I didn't think I would have this reaction down here. What is the big deal? I always thought that if you were unique and different, you would stand out. According to my mother and father, that's how I was brought up. If you're unique and different, people will recognize you and will know the name. But I find that when I'm here, I get these uncomfortable stares. I apologize. You are welcome to come into our story time. And he actually did her a favor. He said, what you're buying, you don't have to pay. It's on the house. Oh, thank you very much. But you know what? I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel right not paying you. So she took out some money and she gave the man this amount of money. And he goes, you don't have to. I want to. You know, it's not the first time I've been discriminated against and by women because of my name and because of who I am. I'm proud of who I am. But I could see that you have people like this working for you. Well, I advise you to teach them some manners, some etiquette on how to treat people. Because if you're going to go through life putting people down because of that, you have a lot to learn about life and about how to be around people. How to be, quote, polite, compassionate, and kind. And I don't see that here. So she made her way out of the store, and by and by, she was just walking around. She said, I'm going to stop for lunch now. Again, the stairs. But this time, someone, that old woman that she had met up with first, she goes, welcome. I said, welcome to my area. Welcome to the place, my restaurant. She actually had a restaurant that she had. She made her own home cooking from her cookbook and her recipes. And she goes, come in. You are welcome. Don't mind them. Don't mind them. They don't know any better. I didn't think I would run into you again from the last time. You did so much good. I just wanted to pass a message on to the women that you helped. The women that were in the hospital wanted me to give you this. And they gave her this beautiful, beautiful plaque. I'm like... I don't deserve it. Yes, you do. But if it wasn't for you, and if you hadn't come to talk to these women and show them what you went through and your scar, I really believe that they would have died. But thanks to your generous donation, they got a second chance at life. You're a miracle worker. I'm just a woman who cares. Survivor, as they call it. Then I thank you for your hospitality. 
you have to understand my background. Well, my parents, both of them were poor. They grew up in harsh times. Won't even say poor. I'm sorry, impoverished times. No electricity, no running water, no heat, nothing. Cramped. Cramped in this little house. Not much room for a family that's, well, expanding and growing. The thing that I really am trying to understand, though, is why the people down here can't take a little bit of gratitude. And I know that they're living in harsh times. I get it. But when someone wants to help you out, just accept it and say thank you. Not the least I could say about you. You have a hard time receiving. Well, the story behind that. In my younger years and even after, anytime somebody offered to get me something, it wasn't coming from their heart. They thought of it as a joke. They would make me cry. They would make me see that, hey, not everybody's, quote, good. There's a lot of people out there that want to do you harm. That's why you have to stay on your guard, as they say. Be on, have eyes in the back of your head. Well, you're going to feel safe here. I'm welcoming you to my restaurant, and I hope you like my cooking. So I tried all the various dishes, the fufu, the jollof rice, the pepper stew, and there were some other specialties that she made. And I said to myself, you know, this is quite good. Maybe I can help you. No, 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 no. I just want you to just appreciate the cooking and just enjoy yourself. She had her family. She introduced me to her husband and her kids. Well, they were grown, but I just want to say thank you for the time that you spent. And I'm hoping that you will stay and you will come back and visit. I'm like, of course I will. I just made a friend. I've actually made two friends. I had a, a run-in with one of the boutique shop owners, basically the young woman behind the counter. You're going to get that a lot. Word of warning, a lot of women still don't accept who you are. But guess what? Who cares, right? Now, I heard that you met someone. I did. And we have a lot of things in common. He actually was a... He's going to take me out and escort me later on. We're going to go to all these different places. But he actually wanted me to bring these guards. Well, a young woman shouldn't be traveling alone, especially someone who doesn't know the area. And yes, he was right enough to do that. You have a good man. You have a great man. Well, we'll see what happens. We're taking things one day at a time. Let me ask you a question, if you don't mind me asking. Have you ever... Have I ever what? Have you ever experienced heartbreak? Many times. And I never understood why. I asked myself, is it me? Am I a bad luck charm? Do I attract the wrong types of people? I've always wondered about that. Had a family. My family was growing up and... I said to myself, when I get to be a certain age, I'm gonna have this in my life. I used to predict what would happen in my lifetime. and security someone to love me and appreciate me as I am 
It was very hard for me to be accepted to where I am, to where I was. Maybe I was trying too hard or maybe I wasn't trying enough. And I say to myself, I just wish for once in my life someone would accept me as I am and not take me for granted. Say, hey, look, we love you. We support you. We're behind you 100%. It's hard when you're living up to having a unique name. I'm not hiding behind anybody. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. I have a measure of compassion towards another human being. When I see people hurt, sick, starving, it bothers me. And the thing that I've always wanted to... That I've always wanted to share with everybody. You're not alone when you have these feelings. You don't have to impress me. You don't have to change who you are to me. I accept you as you are. Acceptance is an important part of my life. I think I didn't have enough of it. And when I was growing up, I got teased at. I will admit that to you. I got teased in many different ways. And not just because of my name and my uniqueness. It was the fact that nobody could understand. When you start teasing someone and really peeling the layers and getting to that little girl that was scared to come out and show the world who she was, well, you think, now that I'm an adult, I can do that for her. We've got an inner child in us that is afraid to come out because they're afraid that if they do come out, someone will judge them. Someone will say, hey, look, we don't want you here. But see, now that I'm down here, I'm still getting met with stares and disapproval. Not for long. You've helped us. Now we want to help you. We want to give back to you. You don't have to. Why not? Why won't you take our help? That I feel I don't deserve it. I don't mind giving. I just have a hard time receiving. My mother once told me that if someone is willing to help you out because you've helped them so much, just say thank you. Why do you have to analyze it? Because whenever you get someone to help you, there's always something attached to it, right? Like, if I do this for you, will you do this for me, right? Now, again, my giving nature came from my late father. My father gave, and he never, you never had to ask him for anything. He just gave. He felt like, why should you ask me? I'm the provider, the protector of my family, right? I'm a husband and a father. So yes, I am going to provide for you. You don't have to give me anything in return. I don't expect that. So I get that from my late father. I learned a lot from him growing up. I also learned that people can be cruel, deceptive. That sometimes when you try to help someone, they don't want the help. So I learned to just back off, back away. If they really wanted my help, they would come to me for my help. The problem is I have a hard time asking for help. Why is that? Because in the past, I've gotten hurt from it. And uh, I was the type of woman that couldn't take any type of pain. When you have a broken heart like I do, three times is a charm, right? You have three broken hearts with three different people. One person was so cruel to me that he told me I was nothing more than a half of a woman. Well, that's a terrible thing to say. Is it because of your scar? 
No, let's put it this way. I'm proud of my battle scar. That's my purple medal for beating cancer, for defeating and annihilating cancer before it took over my body. And as I've always told every young woman or anybody who would listen, you have the right to defend yourself. You have the right to choose life. If you choose life, you will have a glorious, a glorious time. And if you choose death, you will never come back. I appreciate what you have in your life. A lot of people don't appreciate the little that they have. We were taught to respect. We were taught to appreciate what is given to us, how little that might be. When I see all of you, I walk around this area and I see the people that have very little. And they don't seem like they're complaining or deep down inside they are. Some of them come in and they can't afford basic necessities. Well, I think that if we, as a group, find a way to help them out, they wouldn't be ashamed to ask. When you ask for help, it's a sign of strength. It's not a weakness. When you cry, it's a sign of strength, not a weakness. Everyone seems to think that all the things that are bad are weak. They're not. Fear is not even a real emotion. It's not an emotion. You make yourself afraid because you're afraid that if you do something for the good of others, it won't be reciprocated back. In other words, yes, I could do good for you. I could provide food for you and education and clothing and shelter. I don't expect anything in return. What if we said to you, thank you, please take this plaque in your, in our honor, take this plaque. These women could not have survived without you. You told them the story of how you got through cancer and now they have the will to survive, the will to live because of what you showed them. You showed them to live again. And that's the greatest thing in the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As I've always said, the power of prayer actually does help. In a situation like that, prayer and the love of someone, those are the two greatest things. If you have the love of someone, everything falls into place, right? For the longest time, I didn't know who I was. I died a little by little. I lost my mother, my father, my godfather, my grandmother, my aunts, my uncles, everybody that meant something to me, I died with them. A little piece of me went with them. Now it's a jigsaw puzzle. How are you going to put me back together? Well, when you have someone in your life, they're going to bring you back. They're going to bring you back whole. And they're going to say to you, I'm here for you now, and I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to step in where your parents left off. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to be the provider. We're going to have a life together. Tell me more about this man. What's he like? He's a beautiful man with a kind heart. He started from nothing, and he built his way to the top. I admire that. He inspires me to be a better version of my me. He has said to me, you are perfect the way you are. not perfect. And I don't want to be perfect. I want to be me. I want to be a better version of who I am, but you are. When I'm with him, 
I'm in heaven, as they say. There's not many women that could say the same thing, but you've helped a lot of people. And we congratulate you. We welcome you with open arms, regardless of what other people think. Don't let those women tear you down. Hold your head up high and be proud. You know what they are? They're jealous. But why? Why are they jealous of me? I don't have money on me. No, but you have wisdom and knowledge. You have compassion. You have a human heart. You have the human spirit, kindness. Not many people can show that. A lot of these women that have come into my area, into my restaurant, think that they're better than me. Look at how they dress. Some of them dress inappropriately. And others, well, let's just say that they don't know any better. They're out to try to get all of the riches. You see, there's a difference between me and other women. I don't care about material things. I grew up having very little. I appreciated what my mother and father gave me. I never complained. I never asked my mother and father for anything. Why? Because I wasn't the type of little girl that wanted to do that. I was kind of timid, shy. I just didn't feel like I deserved anything. But they both gave from their heart and I took what they gave me with a grain of salt. I said to myself, this is acceptable. You don't have to go out of your way to impress me. I even told him, he does a lot for me. He keeps telling me, I wish I could do more for you. Well, you are. You're giving me you. Isn't that the greatest gift? No amount of material things can replace a person's love. That I said to him, look how many people I've lost and look how many times I've been hurt. I've been hurt so many times that at one time I was ready to give up. I was ready to give up on myself. I said to myself, I said to myself, if I don't find that happiness, because I gave myself a time schedule, a limit. If I don't find myself any type of happiness within a year or so, let's just say that my life would have ended. You don't mean that, do you? It's very rare to find someone who has similar qualities, such as yourself, who has come from a background that is similar. Similar, not exactly the same, but similar. We understand each other. And we both have something in common. Both of our parents are gone. They're in a better place right now. They're with their loved ones. But they're not down here. But if I ever said to my mother, and I had said to her, if something happened to you, how would I go on? Well, you have to. The one thing I want from you is happiness. I want you to be happy with someone. I want you to live carefree. I want you to have a good life, a stable life. I want someone to love you. I want someone to give me unconditional love, a hug, a kiss. It doesn't matter what you give me. I will take it. But the one thing I ask of you is to just don't try too hard to impress me. Just be yourself. Show me the real you. Don't hide behind a false facade. You know, a lot of people think that, and I've heard this from many people, even back in the day, has said to me, how did you overcome all of this heartbreak? How did you stay so resilient through all the pain? I had to. It's called survival. How many people do we know have had heartbreak in their life? Too many, right? 
I've been in three broken relationships. My mother had said to me, if you close off your heart every single time, you're going to miss out on what you could have, what you could have in your life. A band who will truly appreciate you and love you as you are, will accept you as you are, will not try to change you because the day that someone changes you, they're not happy with you. And so why try to change if they can't appreciate the things that you do and who you are? And I told them, you don't have to try hard with me. He is shy around me. Well, that's a good thing. Well, it is, but we have a good time together. He's showing me his world. I hope to one day bring him back to mine. We can go traveling all over the world, hold our head up high and be proud. You're lucky. I could see that you're drawing quite an audience here. Let them stare. I, I, I don't... I don't feel ashamed for being here and for what I did. And if it bothers people that much, so be it. So be it. I'm not doing anything to ruin someone's life, to darken someone's day. I'm trying to bring a little measure of hope and sunshine. In this world that all of you are living, you're living in the land of darkness. Is that fair? If you go all over the world, there's a measure of sunlight, of hope, dreams. Why can't I help all of you see that? So she was having this conversation, and the woman was mesmerized by her. She goes, you are such a good storyteller. Have you ever thought about narrating this and putting it on the big screen? And I thought about it. just don't have the right equipment. (laughs) You don't need any equipment. You're doing a fine job telling me who you are, and I appreciate it. So as the day was progressing, it was getting late. It was time for her to settle in. And guess who called her? The love of her life called her. And he's like, I've missed you. I want to be with you. Can I come over? It's pretty late. I've had a long day and I'm really tired. Can we do it for tomorrow? Now he respected her. He said, sure. But he kept calling her throughout the night to check up on her because he loved talking with her. He loved how she was so elegantly speaking to him. He loved her. The love they had was so strong. He goes, I never want to let you go. Then don't let me go. Keep me with you. Keep me in your heart. Let's learn to explore each other. Let's do great things together. Let's be great. Would you always say to me, be great? I'm telling you, I am proud of you. And again, not because of what you do. If you tell me what you do for a living, well, let's just say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're a man that I truly care about, I truly love. That I want my life to start with you and end with you. In other words, let's live in peace and harmony and serenity. Amen. Amen. The powers of being God brought us together. So let's thank our Father. We are blessed with the blood of Jesus. We are blessed, O Lord. May the powers of be shine down upon us. And we said our prayers, and of course I heard his voice in my head, and he wished me good night and went to sleep, or I went to sleep. And I woke up the next morning, I decided to take a little walk along the beach, because I heard that the beaches were nice. Then I was just staring into the water, and I had Yanni in my head. So I had my headphones on, I was listening to Yanni, because he takes me back to a different time. And I just closed my eyes and just thought of paradise. 
Now all of a sudden she felt someone tap her on the shoulder. She looked up and guess who showed up? I said, how did you know I was here? Because I knew that this would be the first place she would go to. Lucky guess. Dreamt about you. About us. I want my life with you to start. I want you. I need you. Well, I need you too. I need you as much as you need me. I can't live without you. The thought of me going back home and then losing you, I can't. You mean too much to me. I love you. It's plain and simple. I am pouring my heart out to you. I love you. And only you. I'm glad to hear you say that. Now this is what he did. It was unexpected. Because, again, let's bump up. Now in this movie, it was what, three or four months that they were together? Maybe longer? Well, let's say they were with each other for over a year. Because she made her life with him. And it was beautiful, right? Nobody or anything that they knew of could come between them. And if they did, she would stand her ground, right? So he proposed to her. He got down on her knee, on his knee, and said, I love you. I want you in my life. I promise to take care of you to always be there for you. You have brought me so much joy and happiness. I can't imagine my life without you. Will you marry me? Yes, I will marry you. I will marry you. And they got married. And they were able to go back home. That she actually took him back to her world. Introduced her to her family. And both families came into a, a sort of a, let's just say, they got together and they saw the happiness between the two, not her mother, his mother. Both of their parents were happy because now they don't need to worry. And my mother had said, now I'm happy that you have someone in your life and he's going to take very good care of you. And if he doesn't, well, let's just say, my mother will give him a sign. But as you can see, we have a great life together. They went on to have a life. They created life. They made life for themselves, and it was beautiful and glorious. Now, you're going to ask me, can that really happen? Yes, it can. It's not a fairy tale. Do you know how people, when you always come across someone who says, Hi, how did you two meet? God, who's our matchmaker. God brought us together because he saw in the both of us the shot that we could have that happiness that everybody else has. We have a chance to love. Now, what isn't, isn't that love? Love is the most glorious thing in the world. So beautiful, so passionate. But so precious and priceless. Love is priceless. Love is priceless. You can't put a price tag on love. Even if you tried, you can't. It'd be too, too deceiving. So I'm going to say, God bless all of you. And I hope you enjoyed the final chapter of Nollywood Nights. Who knows? It can become a sequel. Or it could become a made-for-teen movie with a different premise. But I just wanted to present this to all of you. And I think that if you really, truly can find love, you can find it anywhere, not just where you are. Your soulmate is out there, and you make that connection through the man upstairs. So thank him. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen.
Amen. Amen. God bless all of you. Have a great week.